This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. An eight-year-old driver. Dad jokes. Sperm delivery. First Cubs superstar. And Rick's brush with Bill Murray. And Dave's brush. That's right. Bonus. Bonus brush. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Welcome back to another episode of Minutia Men with uh, Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Robert Feeder once described this podcast as featuring Kemper and Stern sharing stories and drawing on their vast treasures of worthless information. And that's what we're going to do for you uh, for the next 30 minutes or so. So uh, buckle up and uh, and let's just hop right in. What do you think, Dave? Well, it's tax day today, Rick. You do your taxes? No, I I need a little foreplay, my friend. Okay. <laughs> I need I need a little stroking before we just go in. So I mean, even if it's meaningless and you don't even care what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh just so tax day, have you done your taxes? Well, yes. has Bridget Yeah, Bridget, Bridget did the taxes. taxes. Yes. Okay. Um and of course, I'm sure every possible penny was accounted for with Bridget, right? Uh, as as you know her well, yes. She's uh, she's quite uh, persnickety when it comes to this sort of thing. Okay. Any any surprises on the taxes? Any uh, like uh, I don't know anything new? I I guess I don't want to steal your identity. Don't give your social security number or anything. But anything? I'm just making conversation here. Anything? I have anything? no idea. I have no idea. I don't know what we're getting back or if we're paying or what. I'm just I I just live here. Uh, so so she does everything in the financial realm yes she does it all really yeah all right well, yeah so if, that, if something happens to her first which i'm really putting all my eggs in the that doesn't happen basket <laughs> <laughs> but if, if it does happen i'm gonna need some help <laughs> um god forbid that happens who's yeah. gonna tie your tie Oh, I mean, that's just the that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I I can't even wake up in the morning. I I I don't know what I will do. <laughs> You're gonna have like lights burned out for like eight years. You know, well light as it is gonna... now. You know, I'm home uh, during the day because I work out of the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, when things break now, like we have a drawer in our kitchen that broke. The front like of the cabinet broke. I'd say about fourteen years ago. <laughs> when did you start working at home? Um, fourteen guess, years ago. No, I guess it's been less than that. It's been about ten years. Yeah. So it was so, about uh, ten years ago. All right. So the uh, <laughs> the the drawer broke, and I just you know put it away and busy. said, you know what? I, yeah. It's the silverware drawer. You can just reach in there and get the forks <laughs> and knives. Now it's That's way exactly. easier. Michelle will often say we we live like college students, yeah, you know, because things like that happen. And then I look back at you know what I was never happier back then. <laughs> the mirror in our bathroom <laughs> broke the other day. There's it's a three it as you know a giant cabinet against the wall, and then you know there's mirrors in front of the cabinet, and one of the mirrors fell off, and I just. Moved into the basement. Yeah. We now have two mirrors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look, I, I can reach right in here and get my toothbrush. No problem. <laughs> you saving yourself one eighth of a second every day. Yeah. Now, basically. Now, I agree with you. And things that are broke or things that break and there's not an immediate 
like within 10 minutes that you have to fix, you never have to fix it. If, if it's something, you know, if something that needs to be fixed in 10 minutes, like, you know, a jugular vein that gets slashed or whatever, right? Right. right. You, know, you got to fix that in 10 minutes. Maybe like, a, you know, the your front door breaks. You probably need a front door, right? And yeah. you need to. Yeah. But, but other than that. What, I got into a you- fender bender last week <clears throat> where I, I, this is just Rick being a moron. I didn't, you know how there's light poles and then at the bottom of the light poles, sometimes there's a giant, uh, circular concrete, uh, abutment there. Yeah. Ooh, abutment. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you know yes. what I mean. Um, but, uh. I, I saw the light pole, <laughs> but I didn't see the abutment. One person, I was going literally zero miles an hour, maybe, you know, a fraction of a mile an hour. But it, uh, you know, my front quarter panel is all bent in. And I just haven't had time to go yeah. get it fit. And just driving around with a crushed in front side. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I I'm, I agree with you. If it if it if it ain't really broke, don't fix it, right? I yeah. mean, if, if it's not important. Um, speaking of fender benders, yeah, this is going to be a segue for me to get into the show. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> uh, we have to. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle audio. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them twenty two minutes, and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Okay, what do you got? Dateline, Ohio, Rick. Eight-year-old boy borrows dad's car, drives to McDonald's for a cheeseburger. Okay. Uh, ever crave something so badly that you need to, that you'll do anything to get it? Then you might sympathize with eight-year-old Ohio boy who drove a car in minutes just so that he can go to McDonald's for a cheeseburger. Police in East Palestine, Ohio, said that the unidentified boy got a sudden urge for a Mickey D's cheeseburger Sunday night around eight. But both of his parents had fallen asleep after a busy day. Now, we can relate to that. No, yeah, that's that's like your house. That's me. That's me. Uh, (laughs) The boy had already eaten dinner, but he was still jonesing for that cheeseburger. So basically, the kid apparently, because he didn't want to wake his parents in hopes that they'd, you know, go to McDonald's because they would have said, no, you just ate. <laughs> uh, he went on YouTube and he watched videos on how to drive a car, oh right? Oh, my God. I, I, the, uh, and he took his four-year-old sister. So he takes his four-year-old sister. He, like, straps her in the car seat or whatever. And he drives four blocks, or no, I'm sorry, one and a half miles from the house through four intersections he went. He went through the drive-through. God, can okay. he even reach the gas pedal on the and the uh, brake? Apparently, yeah, so. Yeah. I, apparently, so he goes through the drive-through. He orders his food. You know, uh, uh, you know, two cheeseburgers, a happy meal, whatever. He goes through the he goes through the drive-through, and the drive-through worker's like, "What?" I mean, it's an eight-year-old kid driving through the drive-through, but the 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 uh, the drive-through attendant just thought. It was a prank that where parents were like hiding in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, always well, parents know? do. <laughs> right, exactly. You know the wacky uh, drive-through prank. Yeah, and and he's like, okay, here you go, here's your change, thanks for coming. Um, so once the employees realized that it was just a kid, they called the cops and the you know cops, they, they the McDonald's workers detained the kid until the cops got there, um, and um, and that's it. I mean, wow. and the parents. The parents were called a um, couple things that strike me here. Yeah. First of all, first of all, 
immediately you're going to judge the parents as being negligent, right? No, I, I never do that anymore. Well, no, no <laughs> nor do I. No, no, do I. Uh, but for someone who might not have kids and they may judge, um, you know, this story that the parents were somehow negligent. How can they leave the car keys out, you know, yeah. for the eight-year-old kid? I When I look at those parents, I have nothing but respect for them. They have raised a kid that is independent. Yeah. Right? Smart kid. A smart kid who, I mean, went on YouTube and did his proper due diligence. It's not like he just <laughs> hopped in the car. Right. He used his own money to pay. There's a, a part of this that he used. He didn't even – he used his own allowance to pay for his sister's food too. Um, my kids – have no independence whatsoever. They would never do anything like that. In fact, in fact, Aaron yesterday she was eating a fudgicle, fudgicle, fudgicle. What's fudgicle. the fudgicle? Right. Um, in the living room, she half eats it and then she just puts the fudgicle on the carpet. I mean, she put it on the little wrapper that it came in, and then she just walked away. I mean, that's my kid. This eight-year-old kid, you know, is driving cars, going on the, you know, going on YouTube, figuring out things, you know. In, in fairness to the it. parents, I, you, there are things that you, as a parent, you don't think you need to actually say right. to your kids. Right. Like, right. for instance, hey, don't drive the car, <laughs> right? right? You, you're right. constantly worried about other things. You're worried about like, hey, you know, don't eat poison. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. touch that hot pot, you know, right. don't. Right. Right. Um, right. But, you know, there are things that you just think you don't have to say. And I I remember one time I was at uh, Arlington Park with my boys and and my oldest son, Tommy and Johnny. I I think they were, you know, 12, 10, 12 years old, something like that. We were walking through the snack bar section on our way to uh, see the horses. And And somebody had spilled their food all over the floor. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah uh, tommy walks up to the food that's spilled onto the floor and sees a french fry and reaches down and eats it like what are you doing right and he was 12 yeah like, right. like well what what's what? the matter uh, do i really have to tell you not to eat food off the floor in a public place i mean give me the list of things that you don't know yeah yeah right uh well we had a similar situation we were in a restaurant uh, and Aaron walked. It was one of those restaurants when they still give you the big basket of bread. You yeah. know, those, the, the, and she's just walking and she walks by somebody else's table. And she just grabs a Kaiser roll. And walks right by. <laughs> like, come on, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Right. And the, the, the people were very nice. and They laughed about it. But I'm like, do I really have to tell you? Don't take anybody else's Kaiser rolls. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because right. because if I have to do that. All bets are off. You're not going to learn anything. Uh, and another part of the story, which I think is fascinating, is the YouTube aspect of it, right? That yeah. the kid just goes down there and learns how to, um, you know, how to learn how to drive a car on YouTube in like minutes. It was like four minutes. Well, you know. Well, uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say. Well, so I went on YouTube to find out other things that you can learn how to do with videos on YouTube. Okay. It's virtually everything. Well, there and there's some here. I'm going to give you a quiz. One of these, well, actually, I have two sections, but here's the first one. Um, one of these is not a YouTube video, a how-to YouTube video, okay? Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah. One of them is not true. Uh, how to make a nuclear reactor at home. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
how to give yourself a prostate exam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how to make your earwax into modeling clay. Oh, my God. And how to make your penis smaller. I'm going to say the last one. How to make your penis smaller? Yeah. No, there's a video on there. Uh, the how to make your penis smaller. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Look it up. YouTube. I, I, I don't think I will. I don't want right. that. Although that right. would be a good thing to have caught in your browser section. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm staying as far away. From, I, I don't want that video to be anywhere near me. You know. Uh, and my browser section also has how to build a nuclear reactor at home, which I'm sure isn't going to raise any red flags. Yes. Um, how to make a nuclear reactor at the home. The earwax yes. is the fake one, right? Uh, yes, the oh, how to okay. make your earwax and modeling. You're you're, uh, you're oddly obsessed with earwax, so I I should have known that right away. I should have uh, known that. I produce a lot of earwax. I really do. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I really think you're yeah. never going to make any money on it either. <laughs> no, goddamn it! I'm going to figure out a way <laughs> out of it. Uh, so put that, right, I got another... put that modeling clay uh, on the on the back burner. All right. Okay. Uh, I got another one. Um, how to remove your pancreas? Oh how to have sex with a kangaroo how to make yourself look like meet the press's chuck todd for halloween <laughs> and how to impersonate benito mussolini wow those are all good ones all right let's do another one all right, well i'll recap how to remove your pancreas uh, that's no- that's the fake one uh, hold on how to have sex with a kangaroo yeah i can see somebody wanting to know that <laughs> How to make yourself look like Meet the Meet the Press's Chuck Todd for I, Halloween. I would like to, next time I may do that next year. And how to impersonate Benito Mussolini. Well, that, the Mussolini one's got to be true because that's, you know, there's that's, video, like a video right, guide. Right. Yeah, you're right. That is true. And, and Chuck Todd, that just, you're not strange enough to come up with that. Um so it's got to be uh, one of the first two. Uh, remove your pancreas. I think or it's have a pancreas. Sex? I think it's a pancreas. Nobody wants to remove a pancreas. Uh, okay, that is a true video. How to remove your pancreas? Wow. Uh, how to have sex with a kangaroo? That's a true video. Um, how to make yourself look like Meet the Press's Chuck Todd for Halloween? That's the fake one. But I will be producing that this week. I think. <laughs> That'd be an easy one. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get it's a goatee. Kind of- yeah, come on. How hard you do like that the Roman haircut, you know, from <laughs> yeah. all the Roman movies we ever watched? Yeah, yeah that's exactly true. Uh, I would imagine Chuck. I bet nobody has ever gone as Chuck Todd for Halloween. No, Maybe. but that's a great one. Oh. All right. Well, I've got a, a, a bit of minutia for you. Um, there's a, a website called collegehumor.com, uh, which is, you know, for college kids, basically. It's and, Will Ferrell, then. Isn't it Will Ferrell's website? Yes, I think so. I think so. And one of the things that they have on there is something called dad jokes. All right. Dad mm-hmm. jokes are, you know, corny jokes that makes kids roll their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I saw this uh, on Twitter as a, as a tweet and I clicked on it and I found them all hilarious. <laughs> but <laughs> then again, I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me run some of these by you. Okay. These are these are like these are considered yeah. like classic do you need dad to get jokes. That, do you need to get that phone call by the way? Hey Tommy, you want to get the phone? 
A little late. Hey, Tommy. 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 Yeah. Come here for a second. You know, my uh, oldest son, Tommy, will be joining the broadcast here in a moment. Need your help. Well, he sounds really excited to do hey, this. If the phone rings again. Please answer it. I'm doing my podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. Also, can you uh, fill this up with coffee, please? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And don't eat any French fries on the floor on the way there. <laughs> he is now 21. <laughs> and his home uh, has got afternoon classes today at uh, Columbia College. Well, he's he's up. It's 1035. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's working now. He's, he gets up uh, early every day, at least during the week. What What's is your early? usual wake up time these days? Eight. He usually gets uh, up around eight. That would that's pretty early for a twenty one year old. It is. That's, that's that's pretty early. All right, good for you. Good for you. Oh, this all coffee right. is excellent. He brewed it himself. All right. So anyway, uh, dad jokes. All right, I'll give me just a couple of them. Uh, sure. There was a picture of a you know the the car the Echo. You ever heard it? I think it's like a Dodge Echo. Mm, I don't know. I, don't, I probably heard of it, but I can't picture one. Well. One dad uh, has an Echo and has put the Echo logo on there twice. Get it? Echo. Oh, I see. <laughs> echo, Echo. Very nice. See? Okay. That's pretty good. That, that is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's an actual 911 call, which will show you that dads, there's never a moment in which <laughs> in which jokes are not appropriate. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, 911 call. Uh, my wife is going to labor. I don't know what to do. The 911 person. Is it her firstborn? The dad. No, this is her husband. <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. Uh, a, a teenager shared her text message uh, with her dad uh, on a website. It said, uh, her, her message said, Nick picked me up. Her dad's response, for God's sakes, tell him to put you down. <laughs> See, these are dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Okay. Um, here's oh, here's a French fry one. All right, the, one of uh, one website person said uh, his dad's favorite joke is, "Where were the first French fries made?" Okay, uh, I, Bolivia. I in, don't know. in Greece. Get it? <laughs> oh, oh, very good. Very good. And then the last one in this uh, website called Overheard in New York. Um, I heard a kid say, but dad. And he replied, did you just call me butt dad? You're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) That is dad humor. Uh, I have a dad joke that the twins just hate. I have two actually, but the one they really hate is when I'm talking to another parent. parent, um, And I say something like, Oh, are they twin? Or when they say, "Are they twins?" Which is always striking me hilarious because they're like exactly the same size and they look right. exactly the same. <laughs> and I love, and I, so I love. It. It's like, are they twins? I go, yeah. We had a two for one sale, is what I say. Yeah. They, or the, I say there was a two for one sale, and they always kind of laugh. And my 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 twins hate that joke. Uh, um, I have one that my uh, my family absolutely hates when we go to a restaurant. All of the <clears throat> all of the boys always order 
you know whatever whatever the whatever the dishes they ask for none of the side parts of it to be on there you know if there's like (laughs) tomatoes or onions or anything at all uh can i have that with nothing on it you know a hamburger nothing on it and my joke is and i tell this joke every single time and they get very ticked off at me my joke is can you please somehow remove all the flavor from it (laughs) and they get mad at me every time yeah yeah you know this is our simple pleasures children (laughs) that might be listening come on give us we have given you the best years of our lives let us have a couple of stupid jokes at your expense you know um have i have we ever told the story of my dad telling the joke to you oh i don't think so but but go for it is that appropriate no oh yeah absolutely oh yeah absolutely sure go for it so when dave came over to my house for the first time and my dad was still alive um he, we had you over for dinner, I think, right? Weren't you over for dinner? No, I think we we were going to see King Crimson at the Poplar Creek. Wow, <laughs> uh, right? Because being because we were friends with Adrian Blue, yeah, big buddies, Adrian Blue. We got free tickets, so we uh, drove. And Poplar Creek was not far from Mount Prospect, right? Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah. And we stopped at my and we stopped at my parents' house. That's right. 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 So we were sitting there at the table. And my dad was a German, a German guy, you know, Mm -hmm. off the boat, German Mm -hmm. immigrant who literally never told a joke in his life. I never heard him tell a joke. You know, the whole dad jokes thing, it doesn't apply to Germans. Right. Right. Exactly. There are no, there are no jokes. And especially, especially Germans that lived through World War II, because I think the 40s killed everybody's sense of humor. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And so all of a sudden, my dad says, um, hey, Dave. Uh, Once Dave. Yeah. No, you yeah. Gotta, you, you do the do, jo- would you like to hear a joke? Sure, Mr. Kempfer. That'd be, that'd be neat. And I, I don't know why, but all of the uh, like the antenna in my body <laughs> was activated because yeah. he had never told a joke before <laughs> ever. And I suddenly realized that it could go in a bad direction. Because <laughs> right. he probably, yeah, yeah. Cause he probably doesn't know very many good jokes, first of all. Right. And, and, and the ones he does know, it told that the people at the German club. Exactly. Was, exactly. Yeah. I knew I knew that he, he had to have gotten it from one of his German buddies. Right. And, and those guys, their jokes not really appropriate so i said immediately i said dad before you tell this joke i should tell you that dave is jewish no no he start no 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 he started to tell the joke oh, that's goes, right that's he started right. to tell the joke and it was like well, there, there's an air, there's an airplane and there's right or, i don't know how there are three got. guys on the airplane yeah stop Right. And then you go, yeah, yeah, Dave's Jewish. And then your dad just stops the joke and pours himself a shot of peppermint, peppermint schnapps or whatever it was that we were drinking. And he just takes the shot and just, and just, uh, and that's it. And, and just did, and it just ended it. It did yeah. not tell the joke. It made no reference to it, apparently. Ever again. Ever again. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, another thing that I remember about that story was, well, we were what, 20 maybe? I don't know. Yeah, 21, 22 maybe. I don't think we were even legal drinking age, if I remember correctly. Yeah, maybe uh, not. So we go to your house in Mount Prosper, and we were going to a concert, which was still, what, 
20 minutes away or 25 minutes. Yeah. And your dad just couldn't stop giving us booze. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I, hey, I wasn't complaining, you know, but, um, you know, it was look. Did we spend the night there? I don't remember. Did yeah, I, spend I, th- the night I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, that's how it was in my house. It was, you know, alcohol was never a considered a a strange thing. Yeah. Um, well, that was a great concert too. That was. It I was. Love it. That was the that was the King Crimson lineup of Tony Levin, right? Robert Fripp. Yeah, uh, Baloo and. Buford? Yeah, very Bob, good. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, what do you I got? Don't think we have a, I don't think we have a jingle for this. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to tell the headline, and if you can think of a jingle to to play, which I can't imagine we have a... Do we have any jingles concerning sperm, by any chance? <laughs> it just, it's not no? just came out of my nose. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I just laughed so hard, snot came out of my nose. <laughs> All right. Headline. Uh, no, no, we don't have any sperm jingles. All right, well, we'll have to get Vinny to start this one. Uh, sperm tested as possible candidate for delivering cancer medications in female patients. Okay. Oh, my gosh. A, a team of researchers with the Institute for in- Integrative Nanosciences in Germany. You're alma mater, right? <laughs> Uh, they've tested the possibilities of using sperm cells to deliver drugs to cancerous tumors in female patients. Is this real? Is this for yeah, real? Yes. Yeah, it is. In recent years, medical researchers have been focusing on developing carrier systems for delivery of chemicals to targets inside the body to treat ailments such as cancer. In this new effort, the researchers looked into the idea of using sperm cells to deliver drugs to tumors and other problem sites in the female reproductive tract. Wow. Uh, you know what? It could also be used for the esophagus and the throat, too, but I'm not going to go that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, while it is known that sperm cells will swim around in the vagina. This, searching- is, this is from your fake medical site. This is from no. your fake medical website. It's not, but it's 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 wonderful. Uh, while it is known that sperm cells will swim around in the vagina, searching for an egg to fertilize, and in some cases have been even known to swim up and fertilize eggs still in the fallopian tube, they were worried that the randomness of the behavior of a sperm, you know, sperms are kind of shaky, yeah. right? They're guys. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly, right. They're uh, no attention span. Sperms do not have very good attention span. They're aimless. Span. They're just <laughs> wandering through life, waiting for a woman to take them and, <laughs> and make them Fertilize old. them. Yes. Right. Uh, and uh, so they were worried that, like, well, how are we going to control these sperms? So what they did, this is I just love – I am re- – this is true. Everybody can Google this. Uh, to accomplish that feat, they coaxed sperm cells to swim into a very tiny helmet coated with iron a, hel- a german helmet <laughs> well I, you know i don't know maybe a pointy big, one <laughs> maybe i don't know uh with iron that would adhere to its head so it'd go you know here's spermy 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 and they would get the sperms to spin in these or to swim into these very little tiny helmets um <laughs> then the sperm could then be steered using an external magnet so uh because the i guess the little metal helmet right so they took it like a big magnet and their theory is is that they could just lead the sperm to the tuber i guess um <laughs> i swear honey this could really help you with your cancer <laughs> right 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 wow uh, uh, 
The helmet was designed with a quick-release mechanism that allowed it to dislodge from the sperm when it ran headfirst into the, into the tuber. Like, don't! And then the, 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 the helmet would come off. Um, just And it's basically the sperm would penetrate the tumor just like it penetrates the egg. Uh, they also found that they could cause a sperm cell to absorb a cancer drug simply by soaking it in a solution containing the drug. Now, if I'm a sperm... You're getting kind of you're getting kind of screwed if you're that sperm, right? Here, here you go. We're putting we're putting you into this vat of cancer. Yeah, we're gonna put a helmet on you, and you got to ram yourself right into that tumor. Right, that's, right. That's right. Not- here. Have a sip of chemo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they and and it worked. I mean, well, they they used bull sperm on a tiny little track in their lab, and I'm thinking like a Hot Wheels track. I mean, I don't know what I don't know if you could buy if Mattel makes sperm track. I don't know what it is. So they made like a little track. And when they use this magnet to to lead the sperm down the track, um, one bad thing is is that the helmet the, or the sperm caused the or I'm sorry the helmet caused the sperms to um, to move 43 per, percent slower than without the helmet, right? Because the sperm has to be carrying the helmet on its Sure, head. sure. And, and, and sperms have to move or they die. I guess if a they're like sharks, I guess. Okay. Okay. So once the sperm, so they were having some sperms were dying in combat, um, and they 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 actually think that these results are very impressive, and they're going to continue research on this. Now, I was thinking about my sperm, okay, uh-huh. and how. First of all, I hey, would uh, Tony, my- uh, <laughs> there's the sentence to take out of this week's broadcast. <laughs> uh, um, you know, my sperm probably has. Bad backs, right? I would think. I would, oh, I, I would, would think so. I think they're they're all bald, right? So my so the helmets may not fit very well yeah. on my or, sperm, or they right? may fit more perfectly. Uh, maybe. Um, and and because of my sperms being not really interested in physical labor, they're not carrying anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? They're sperms lazy. Those- yeah, exactly. My sperms are not going to be good cancer treatment sperms. Um, also, my sperms are pretty lousy, lousy with directions. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to. And now they're wearing the a helmet, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, even less likely to find their way. Um, but what I also think with these little helmets, can you sell sponsorship like logos on the little helmets, <laughs> like for Pornhub or something? So you can pr- make little logos on the helmet. I don't know. I was looking for an angle. Uh, okay, uh, I say it's time to move on. Uh, it's right. time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. Uh, well, this week is the uh, anniversary of the birth of the first Cubs superstar. And his name was Cap Anson. And they called him Cap. That was his nickname, Cap, because he... Um, had been around for so long. He was the captain of the team, so that was kind is of it, like skip. You like you know that is it? Is this the guy from Happy Days? No, it is not. Um, but he uh, he was so famous that uh, they wrote a poem about him in 1893. Would you like to hear the poem? Sure. How old is Anson? No one knows. I saw him playing when a kid when I was wearing short clothes, and so my father's father did. The oldest veterans of them all. As kids saw Anson play baseball, so that's how long he played baseball. Very nice. My, isn't it? 
my my Lincoln poem is better than the Camp Anson poem. Well, there's no question about it. But Camp uh, Anson was such a big star that President Warren G. Harding invited him to uh, the White House. He went there and visited with uh, his his two grown daughters in the uh, 1920s. Um, he died in 1939 and was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and that's where he is. But that's really only part of the Cap Anson legacy. Yes, he holds the Cub record for most hits, most runs, most doubles, most RBIs, highest batting average with over 2,000 at-bats. That is true, by the way. He still holds all of those records. That's how big of a star he was. He also was a racist. <laughs> I was gonna just. I was going to say, I'm sure – if he is these one of these cub players that were the racists back in the 30s. As gone, a matter of fact, he was he was the person that they claim in you know having researched this now in retrospect, he was the one that instituted the black uh, barrier. Yeah. In a game against Toledo, Anson demanded that a player be taken out of the game because he was black, and this is in 1882. And five years later, he refused to allow his team to take the field if a black player was on the opposing team. The Giants at that time tried to sign a black player, and Anson led the charge in getting the other owners from blocking that move. So this is, you know, in the 1880s, 1890s. So in some ways, because he was such a big star, they didn't want to lose the big uh, box office draw. Mm -hmm. They instituted the color barrier. And it was mainly because of Anson. And then... He wrote uh, his his uh, autobiography, <laughs> and and it's, this is hard to find. I found it because uh, I was looking for it for just one bad century, and th- and it is unbelievably racist. Really? He calls uh, black people in this book. He calls them darkies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he said he didn't hate them. I mean, to prove <laughs> that he didn't hate them. He uh, he told the story of how he hired a little coon who could handle a baton to be the team mascot. Yeah. And listen to this. And this is right out. I'm I'm not saying these words. Kep Anson is saying this in his book. Outside of his dancing and his power of mimicry, he was, however, a no account nigger. And more than once that I wish that he had been left behind. Who is he talking about? The 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 the, the uh, oh the, the, the mascot. mascot. Oh my oh my god. Um, I, I well, mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but you know if you're keeping out Pete Rose because he gambled, uh, you know that, let's just say that Pete Rose would get along fine with some of the other people that are in the Hall of Fame. Was Ty Cobb a racist oh, too? Oh, big or, time! I mean, big yeah, time! They, yeah, I mean, like he, he punched Ty Cobb right. punched black people on trains and stuff just because he hated them yeah yeah well and that's your team because white Sox, we had no racists no that's team. true that's no, true what, what years did camp anson play uh he played in the 1870s 1880s and 1890s were they called the cubs then or were they, they were the... called the white stockings then Dave? that's right <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Racist thing. All right. Final final segment of the show. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of when I encountered this celebrity. 
and what happened. Uh, 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 Some stories are better than others. I actually have a story about this guy, too, but we could either tell it afterwards or we can use it from my jar someday. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh, I'd like to hear your story. Well, you want me to do my story first? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, So they were filming Mad Dog and Glory on Lincoln. And do you know where John Barleycorn is? Yeah. Yeah. Is is that like Lincoln and George or something? I don't know what it was. So they're filming this movie and I there was a pot bellies right across the street one of the I think the original pot bellies right yeah that's right it was right down uh, the street so, I, so I got a, my old turkey sandwich and I'm walking down the street and I see that they're filming this movie and I just walk no one stops me I'm just walking 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 um and they've got like the big movie you know but the t- big television screens that shows you know what's going on on the camera I'm just walking I'm walking you know eating my sandwich you know and I, I, I go right next to a guy who's sitting on a chair. I look at him and I'm like, holy crap, you're Robert De Niro. <laughs> and, he goes, and, he's, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And then the minute I said that, like nine you know, people with walkie talkies converged on me going, who are you? What are you doing here? Whatever. Like, I just went and got a sandwich and bought bellies and I just walked. No one stopped me. It's not my fault. So as I was walking back to like the curb where there was other people watching, Bill Murray was sitting, was right to, about to film a scene, and he looked at me, and he just kind of laughed, and he walked right by me. So, oh. that's my. Is that better than yours? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I'll tell you, mine. Uh, uh, you know, so Bill Murray is a, a very difficult guy to get on a on a radio show. I don't know if you know about this, but he he has no agent, he has no publicist, he has no people. Mm-hmm. you have to get a hold of him directly. And he had a phone number, and then he would change the phone number <clears throat> periodically when people started calling it. Well, I had a number for him, <clears throat> and <clears throat> I talked to him on the phone one time, and, <laughs> and he did not want to come on. And then the next time I called that number, it uh, it had been changed. So I never had never gotten him on the air. Well, one time... Uh, John Landecker was going down to Peoria for a uh, induction ceremony in the Illinois Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Larry Lujak was being uh, inducted into that into the Hall of Fame, and Larry and John were good friends. And Larry asked if John would mind doing the induction speech, so he he agreed, and we we did our show live from Peoria. Um, because you know it was going to be at night, and there's no way to get back in time to do our regular show. What we didn't know is that Bill Murray came as well because he was a big Larry Lujak fan. <clears throat> so <clears throat> he's there. Landecker is there. Landecker says to Bill Murray, "Hey, you know we're doing the show tomorrow. Why don't you come on?" And Larry goes, "Hey, I'll you know I'll do the show with you too." So Larry Lujak talks Bill Murray into coming on the show and the next morning larry came in and did and did like an hour on the uh, and and larry lujak was hilarious he was very funny but there was no bill murray well all of a sudden he just walks into the broadcast he had been waiting outside his hotel for a cab to take him not realizing that the broadcast was right across the street from his hotel so he walked across the hotel and just came in and plopped down and just did free form comedy for the next hour and a half and and bill murray is one of these guys that if you hey if if you think he's funny he's funny every second of every day 
Right. You know what I mean? Where if he's the guy that says hello to you and you're on the floor. There's just right. something about him. He's just absolutely hilarious. And I cannot put my finger on what it is, but uh, I just I, it was one of those memorable moments for me. I'll never forget. I, I had nothing to do with it other than I was part of that same broadcast. Uh, and it was a, quite a thrill to hear Landecker and Lujak and Bill Murray all at the same time. Didn't, wasn't isn't there a story about Bill Murray that a writer um, got his phone number and called him and goes, "Hey, I'm doing this movie, uh, you know, and 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 you know, this is what the part I want you to play, whatever." He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And it was a movie that Bill Murray did. Is that is yeah? Right? That's that's how you book him. That's how you hire him. Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah. You know, tell me the information, whatever. And Bill Murray got gets into this guy's movie. Yeah, that's right. So if you if you ever get his number somehow, it's gold. It didn't help me. May help you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's the that's the story. Uh, if, if you uh, if you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, like, you know, I really don't like listening to other shows on this network, and it's not because I don't like the shows because I really like pretty I like all of them is that I listen to these and go, wow, these people put far more effort into it than we do. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. I know. Uh, poop culture. Have you ever... I, right, I think I talked about this show before. Have you ever heard this show? Please tell everybody about it. Um, well, it's just these three guys. Or sometimes two, sometimes three, I think sometimes four. I don't know. Um, they swear a lot. They use the F word a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you say... But they just, they just riff about things that are happening. And they did this thing on Don Rickles... Because Don Rickles just passed, was it last week, I think? Yeah. Uh, it's just hilarious. I mean, just absolutely these guys just riffing. Um, so if you get a chance, check out Poop Culture on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Because great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. To find out more hey. about Rick and Dave, you can check out Eckhart'sPress.com. You can check out ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us. You can drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us, which is a very easy process. Just go to the various different places that you can find Minutia Men. It's quite simple to uh, do that. Um, And also, we are on Twitter. Isn't that right, Dave? We are on Twitter, and uh, it's at Minutia Men. And also, if you do listen to our show and you do like it, you know what, even if you don't like it that much, uh, you can review it on iTunes, and we just got our 30th review, Rick. And, again, we're not asking you to review it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, you haven't made it to minute 43 either. So, <clears throat> uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we will be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hello? Oh, God. Okay, gotcha. Dave? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? David? You there?
David? Hello? Are you there? I can hear you. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You know what? I'm going to take my headphones off. How does this sound? Okay. Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.